Hey, Saluki fans. Happy holidays. Great to be back with you for another Saluki Standards podcast. I'm your host, Connor Onion. This week, we're going into the pool with one of the very talented young swimmers for Jeff Hansen's program for Saluki Swim and Dive. Adam Chernick is our guest this week. The MAC Co-Swimmer of the Year is just a freshman, and that, of course, earned him MAC Freshman of the Year swimming honors and uh, a very, very good backstroker with a pretty cool upbringing. He's from Slovakia, majoring in engineering, and uh, Adam was nice enough to spend some time with us this week. Hope you enjoy it. Here's Adam Chernick on the Saluki Standards Podcast. This is a weird time to be an international student, I know that, but uh, how are you hanging in there? Yeah, it's been tough. Uh, I went home over the summer and I had actually no idea if I'll be able to even come back until a week before I was supposed to start a semester. So yeah, strange time, but all good now. Yeah. I want to go back to the beginning of your life when you started to swim. How old were you when you started to have dreams of being a division one swimmer and wanting to get in the pool? Well, I actually just learned to swim when I was nine, which is very late for a swimmer. But then, yeah, since I started taking courses, I haven't really stopped. And I got better over the years. And then uh, once I was choosing the university, I knew a couple of other people from Slovakia who also chose this path, came to the U.S. So I decided that's what I'm going to do as well. And here we are. Here we are. What got you into it so late? Why why did it take you till nine to discover swimming? Well, I was to be honest, I was never really quite interested in doing that. I just figured that it could be useful to learn swimming. And then the coaches over there kind of persuaded me to keep going. Who got you into it? Uh, it was actually my cousin. She started learning swimming as well. So my parents decided that I should do that too. <laughs> yeah. What was it like that first time in the pool? I hated water. And I, I was so scared to put my, hand, put my head under water. So not so much fun at the beginning. But now, yeah, now I'm not afraid to put my head under water anymore. So... <laughs> That's that's a good start. Maybe that's why you're a backstroker, right? You can keep your head up above the water for most of the race. Actually, yeah. Like whenever I had a chance to swim backstroke, I did that just because I can breathe whenever I want. So maybe that's why. Yeah, that's pretty savvy. That's awesome. Um, so y- you go from getting into the sport late at a late age. When do you start actually competing with it? I think my very first meet was when I was 11. So that'll be like two years after I started learning. And then uh, I was just practicing this whole time, going into armies, slowly getting better. And yeah, it looks like I've managed to catch up. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say you caught up pretty well. Were you any good at first? I wouldn't really say so. I also had... I had a really bad luck, let's say, every time we had, like, meets or nationals or anything like that at home, I always came fourth. And, (laughs) yeah, I was starting to get mad about it, but then I managed to break it that one time, and 
after that, it was all good. When did you win your first race? Uh, I was 14, and yeah, then I went to the nationals for my age group and all the freestyles and all the backstrokes. So that was, I never really won a race before, and then it was six races in one meet. You won six races in one meet? <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was unexpected, let's say. So you're telling me that you went from three years of swimming competitively, never winning a race, and then you win six in one meet? Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> what, was, what was the light bulb moment? Why, why did you pop off in, in one race after never winning in three years? Well, that's what I keep asking myself even by today. I, I have no idea. Uh, I changed the codes a year before that, so I guess maybe that's why. But yeah, I couldn't, couldn't really tell you. That's unbelievable. <laughs> so that's, that's when you're 14, you win your, your first race. So when yes. did you start to look at schools in the United States to come swim collegiately? Uh, that was around where I was like 17, so it was my sophomore, junior in high school. I just started, you know, talking to universities, sending emails. And then I, from there, I kind of like chose my top couple of universities and kept talking to them, and SIU was one of them. And after that, I decided to choose SIU and signed here. What level of nervousness did you have about leaving your home country of Slovakia and coming over to the United States? Actually, not a whole lot. Uh, I guess just being a part of national team, uh, I managed to do a lot of traveling and swimming in various places pretty much all over the world. So I also have been here at the U.S. before at the meet, so I kind of knew what to expect. So I felt like I was as ready as I could be. So you were ready to get out of home. You're ready to go halfway across oh, the world. Bad, but <laughs> I was I was ready to try something else. I also I knew just all the time if I don't like it or something else bad, I can just come back home anytime. So, what did your family and friends think of that decision? Well, obviously they weren't happy to see me leave, but they also agreed that it's probably the best thing for me. So they were really supportive. When you finally get it down to deciding between your schools, why did SIU stand out to you? Uh, one thing that I really liked here were the coaches. Uh, I was actually recruited by the previous head coach here, Rick Walker, and then he retired before I even got here. So <laughs> I never got him to train me, but yeah, now we have Jeff, Jeff, Jono, and Ivan, and I really love them. And they're great coaches. I feel like I've improved a lot under their, their coaching. So that was one thing. And then also I was pretty happy with acad academics here because that was also an important thing for me because obviously I know that swimming is not going to pay for my bills later on in life. When Coach Walker retires right after you've made your decision to come here, I mean, are you, are you in scramble mode? Are you thinking, what the heck did I sign up for? I, I'm, I'm not even going to swim for my head coach. I did, yeah, because he didn't even like tell me anything that he's thinking about it or something. And then just I read it on the SIU webpage that my coach has retired. And I'm like, what am I going to do now? 
but yeah, it turned out pretty, pretty good, pretty good anyway. So, what kept you from deciding to go somewhere else once your coach retired? Uh, I never really thought about changing the school after he retired. I just thought I'll wait and see what's going to be happening over here. And I, I saw that Jeff is coming. I looked at what he did before he came here, and I was very excited, actually, to swim under him. It sounds like your first impression of Jeff, just from reading about him, was pretty strong. What about your first conversation with Jeff? What impression did he make on you then? Huh. Well, good. It was, uh, it was right after I got here, after a really long flight. So I was kind of just, <laughs> trying not to fall asleep pretty much with all the time difference and everything but after that yeah the practices were good and yeah he's a good guy to talk to I think I think we have a pretty good relationship so maybe the question for him should be what was your first impression of Adam because he was probably a little loopy after his flight yeah I'm not sure if I want to hear that <laughs> <laughs> oh that's good that's good well, it, accolades jumped off the page for you in your first year. You, you were the conference's co-swimmer of the year as a freshman, and, of course, that earned you MAC freshman of the year honors, too. Why do you think you succeeded in the pool so fast? Well, honestly, I had no idea what to expect coming here because, obviously, in Europe we swim on meters, so I never swam yards until I got I didn't know where I was standing, and then just as the season went on, I saw what I did, I saw all the other guys did, and so coming into conference, I already know that I was going to be the fastest seat time, so I was just trying to confirm that spot, and luckily I managed to do so. You knew you would be the fastest on your team, but did you know you would be one of the fastest in the conference? I didn't know even about my team at first, just because I'm – as I said, I never swam here in the yards. But, yeah, well, uh, during the season, I mean, I was uh, I was able to follow what all the other guys in the conference swam in the meet. So I, I did come into conference, yeah. What was the challenge going from meters to yards? Or, or other, way, other way around, from yards to meters? Well, yards are a lot different, especially the turns, which were kind of killing me at the beginning. And my underwaters aren't, weren't probably as strong as they should have been. So we did a, quite a lot of work on that. So that was one thing I needed to adjust for. Still could be better. So <laughs> that's something I'll work on. Uh, that was the main thing. But otherwise, it's, it's, it's a little shorter. So I guess I could say it's easier once I get used to the turns. So I, I really like it. You said your underwaters? Yeah, after, you know, after a turn, you go underwater. You're allowed to do 15 meters, but I, <laughs> I don't do that yet, but we'll, we'll get there. Once. How do you get better at that? Well, just do, do a lot of hypoxic work. We'll try to not breathe either, either just, yeah, underwater as much as I can. Or we do a lot of 25s and no breath, stuff like that. John no really loves that. So <laughs> whenever he's, whenever he's, Writing practice, I'm sure there's something like that's going to be here. So, so uh, for, for people who aren't familiar, um, 
I mean, what, what type of exercises can you do to improve that part of swimming on your own? Well, I guess a lot of that depends on your core and legs. So just stuff for that. And with the breathing, yeah, just <laughs> hold your breath and swim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you break a couple of records, school records in the 100 and 200 backstroke at the MAC championships. We, we talked a little bit about how you became a backstroker because you didn't want to put your head underwater at first. But, um, I, mean, I mean, what else led to you becoming a really good backstroker? Um, I really don't know. I, just, I started being a backstroker, then I kind of switched to butterfly, which I hated, to be honest. Then, then I went to distance freestyle. And I think maybe I might have done too much work in distance freestyle because I never, it was strange. So I was training distance freestyle the whole time and I didn't really improve in that. But at the same time, I improved a lot on that backstroke again. So then I just kind of switched back to backstroke again. And I guess I, guess I really like swimming backstroke. It's, for me, it's the most fun of the stroke. So I also mentally, it's probably the best for me. When you're talking about school records and winning championships, stuff like that, I mean, it's, it's hundreds of a second that separates, you know, first from fourth in some cases. Uh, what separates a good backstroker from a great backstroker in your mind? Huh, that's a tough one. Uh, the underwaters, that's, <laughs> I know I keep saying that, but that's probably the main thing about backstroke, especially here in the arts with so, with so many turns. And yeah, I don't know, just endurance, I guess. Good technique, that's also important in backstroke. Give us a, a little technical lesson on backstroking. What makes good backstroking technique? Uh, I guess rotation is quite important. So you have to, you try to get one of your shoulders above the water so that you're also not like, so that you're under some kind of angle with the water level every time that reduces your drag. That's probably the most important thing I would say. That's something I used to work on quite a lot. And I don't know, just other stuff like head position and trying to not cross the body line with your arms. That's something I should improve as well. This, that's just details then. There's a lot of small details and in the end it makes up for quite a lot of time. It, you were talking about head position. What do you mean by your head needs to be in the right position? It should be like roughly parallel to water level. It shouldn't stick out too much because then your bottom sinks down and that creates drag again. So full disclosure, I'm a horrible swimmer, um, but I've, I've tried to swim backstroke before and for the life of me, I cannot swim straight. How, how, how difficult is it to go straight down the line when you're backstroking? Yeah, that's, it's not always easy. I, it, it depends a lot on the ceiling, I'd say. In here, luckily, there's like straight lines going parallel to the pool on the ceiling. So I just try, try to follow one of them. But when when I swim like uh, outside open pool, then I can swim straight either. I just hit the lane all the time because there's just nothing to guide you. 
so if you get a ceiling at some meet that's like a bunch of zigzags on the ceiling, you might be in trouble. I am. <laughs> <laughs> that's fascinating. That's fa- and I'm I'm glad to hear that uh, we we have something in common that we both can't swim straight in open water. <laughs> yeah, so now we know it's not just you. <laughs> that's probably the only thing we have in common as far as our swimming ability. But uh, thank, thanks for thanks for pumping me up a little bit there. What's you know you you've succeeded for your age group certainly and in your conference. What's something that you do in your preparation, whether it's on race day or in the off season? that you feel like separates you from others that are your age? Well, I try to keep up doing some sports off-season. Uh, obviously swimming, but uh, also I did a quite a lot of running off-season, which I am not a big fan of, but I just bring myself to do that, so that's swim better. And then dry line is also important. And yeah, just whatever sports may uh, makes you have fun, just do them. And then on the race day, uh, I don't know. I guess one thing I'm pretty good at is just staying calm during the race day. Uh, I don't really feel like I'm getting overly nervous. I usually have to get myself hyped up. It's the other way around. <laughs> it's the other way around for me. So, what gets you going? Just listening to music, mostly that, and then watching the other races, trying to get into the you know, spirit racing. What's, uh, have you picked up any uh, American music on your, uh, on your playlist since you've come over here? Um, I mean, American music was my playlist already at home. So not much has changed in that. Yeah. Okay. What do you, what do you got going? What's on the race day playlist? Uh, I'm actually kind of a rock metal guy. So, those bands like Metallica, Nirvana, stuff like that, that usually gets me hyped up pretty well. Yeah, Metallica will get you going on race day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, if that doesn't work, then I don't know what else. If, if your heart's not racing after some Metallica, then, uh, then, then, then you got to – I don't know what you can do to get hyped. Yeah, true. <laughs> what do you think, Adam, is the most difficult part about your journey to this point, to, to get to the United States, to – uh, succeed in swimming to su- succeed in the classroom what's been the hardest part about achieving the level of success that you've gotten to it's just the hardest thing to do is being able to combine swimming and classroom because obviously both take up quite a lot of time and it was difficult for me at home because school was in one town swimming pool for me was in the other town so I had a lot of commuting and well, before I had 18, before I got 18, I had to just take buses and trains, everything. So that wasn't the best time. Yeah, I didn't really have much time left for anything else. But then it got better. And now it's even better because I'm just here, pulls five minute walk from where I live. School's right over here as well. So now it's better. So with that schedule growing up, it's almost easy now that you've gotten here. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you you got your work done and your preparation done early. You've you've mentioned your major a couple of times. I'm intrigued by that. Automotive technology is what you've decided to major in. Are are you still well, pursuing that? Actually, I switched my major after the first semester. I'm in I'm in mechanical engineering right now. 
Uh, I mean, it, it was a really good major automotive technology. I just decided that as much as I love cars, I needed something broader, let's say, just so that it's not the only option I can go with as I'm looking for a job. So I chose mechanical. Then it's still stuff with machines and stuff, but it's more yeah, general, let's say. What do you want to do? Well, still the cars would be preferred option. So just, I don't know, maybe some development for some car company. That would be my main goal. Volkswagen is in your hometown in Slovakia, right? Oh, it actually is. Yeah. Did, did I surprise you with that one? <laughs> you did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, that's, uh, that's thanks to Wikipedia, by the way. So <laughs> I, I, I didn't just know that off the top of my head. Um, but I mean, how much did that inspire your, your love of cars and wanting to be in that environment? Well, that was kind of in me just, I don't know, when I was born in the kindergarten, I already knew all the car makers and all the cars. (laughs) I was just, you know, walking down the street, I was like, oh, that's a Volkswagen, that's a BMW. So So it's been in me, yeah, just the whole time. And then actually, funny, you're talking about Volkswagen in my hometown because that's actually where a lot of people go get a part-time job over summer my age i'm trying i did that too so that's also one of the things i suppose what's the most fascinating part of the car making process to you uh, i'm just interested in the technology you know how to get especially engines how to get all the power from just you know fuel and air mixing how to make it as efficient as you can if I manage to get a job where I could do some development on that, that would be awesome. What's your ideal car design? Ooh, there's too many. <laughs> well, well, what are you looking for? Like if, if, uh, if I'm going car shopping with you, I mean, what, what, what are we looking at? Like what's, what's catching your eye? What's good? What's bad? I'm a big classic car guy. So it would probably probably be the older the better with me, and then just you know whatever is fun. Do you want? Do you uh, do you have a classic car yourself here back home? Uh, I have a, in here. I have a nineteen ninety two Volvo two forty. Just because I I wanted something reliable, old, and European. <laughs> There weren't many options there besides it, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy with it. 92, man, that's that's older than you. It is, yeah. <laughs> All right, when we see a 92 Volvo roaming around Carbondale, we know who's coming. Yeah, well, there's not many of them around. So probably. <laughs> uh, I mean, looking ahead to the rest of your career, you've you've already earned Mac Freshman of the Year, Co-Swimmer of the Year. How do you build on that? How do you how do you take that next step when you guys get back rolling again in the winter? Well, the first goal for the conference would be just defend the titles, try to improve the school records. And then I guess just a big goal over this whole time I'm here would be get manage to get to the NCAAs, which I had the B cut for last year, but I didn't manage to get an invite. So I need to get a little bit quicker in there and then hopefully it will, yeah, it will happen. You think you're close? Uh, well, always could be closer, you know, but 
it wasn't yeah the freshman year wasn't a bad bad start so i just managed to keep improving on that uh, i guess there's there's a pretty good chance it could happen by the time i'm a senior that would be great hope it happens thank you if uh if we see you rolling around in your 92 volvo we'll uh we'll wave at you all right <laughs> all right sounds good thanks for your time adam thanks for having me